When was the last time you actually just took time to sit with the Lord and reflect, celebrate, joyfully thank Him? When was the last time you scheduled rest into the rhythm of your life? God set the example, yet it's sometimes one of the hardest examples to follow. I pray that in the next 20 minutes, you will feel confident and inspired to incorporate rest into your days, your weeks, your life. Rest God's way. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all. Last week, I shared a lot about self-care. And not just self-care, but rest. And I told you I would come back this week and share with you strategies that have helped me rest. Rest how God taught us to rest. And I'll leave you with tips and you can implement them right away. As I was praying about this and spending time with the Lord, thinking of how I could list for you all the ways that I incorporate rest and rest in the Lord and whether or not I would just list off strategies for how to take a Sabbath day, which to be honest, I have not yet made a consistent part of my life. I am so grateful for the flow and the way the Lord made it clear for me to share with you. So here it goes. I'm actually going to break this down, how the Lord broke it down to me, which is what I do for you every single week, and I pray that you love it. So when it comes to rest, as a believer, remember our rest is not to take a break only when we are overexhausted. Why? Because that's not how God modeled it for us. In Genesis chapter 2, God rested, not because he was tired, but to reflect, to celebrate, to enjoy all he had done. I'm jumping right in on this one. So the first way you can rest is intentionally scheduled. Now, I am super clear on this point because I've used it and seen such change and growth in my own life. First of all, being intentional with time with the Lord is a game changer. It's not willy-nilly, but intentional. You know how it is when you're in a relationship and sure you like spontaneity, sure you like the excitement of a last-minute surprise every now and then. But for the most part, and for most of us, if we were to be completely honest, one of the main things we want in a relationship is consistency. Intentional consistency. I want to know that you're going to say good morning consistently. I want to know that we have plans for dinner together consistently. I want to know that we pray together, we talk about our days, and we sit and just be together consistently. I want to know that we plan to rest together, to vacation together, to have a day to just chill together consistently. If you haven't caught this from me in other episodes or from knowing me beyond this podcast, whether on social media or in person, my whole mission is to help you grow your relationship with God. And the first step in doing that is recognizing that this is a real relationship. So treat it like one and treat it like one that matters to you, one that you want to be in. As I mentioned last week, God intentionally rested on the seventh day. He declared the day holy He didn't rest because he was exhausted and overworked from creating the heavens and earth, the land creatures, and all the life in the water that we still have yet to discover more than 2,000 years later. Oh, and then there was humans. Yet God still was not resting because he was worn out, and he was not resting so that he could gear up for another week of overwhelm. 
His rest was intentionally scheduled. He rested to reflect. He rested to celebrate. He rested to sit in joy with himself. And he did it intentionally and scheduled. Do you have intentionally scheduled time with the Lord? Do you have intentionally scheduled time to rest and rest with the same motive that he rested? Let me give you some practical examples and tips, but first a personal story because that's truly how we learn, right? Y'all know by now, basketball was life for me. Actually, my sophomore year of high school, that's grade 10 for all my Canadian friends, I wrote my final exams early so that I could move to Arizona with my basketball dreams to play for a high school team there and travel with their summer program. I was so excited and ready as we loaded up vans and drove from Phoenix to San Diego for our first tournament of the summer. For me, the first of this magnitude. There were so many teams. There were so many girls. There were so many basketball players and I was blown away. The skills were on another level. The competition was on another level. I knew our team was good. Like I knew the history of the program and my dad had helped me research the school. And to be honest, the basketball program was the reason we chose that high school for me to complete my final two years of education. So there we were. Crowded gym, winning games, celebrating, bonding, boardwalk roller coasters, walks along the Pacific Ocean, things I hadn't experienced coming from Saskatchewan, Canada. But do you know what I had experienced? Competitiveness and winning. (laughs) So there we were, Friday, Saturday, winning, winning, winning. Y'all, we made it to the championship game. And you will not believe what happened next. We loaded up the vans and headed back to Phoenix. What? See, what I didn't understand, what I didn't know, was that well above 70% of the students at the high school that I was set to attend were of Mormon belief. Not that I had an issue with that at all, but based on their belief, Sunday is a holy day set aside. It's a Sabbath day to rest and a commandment from the Lord in their faith. Sundays are reserved for time with the Lord, to rest and rejuvenate with the Lord. You're not to work, to play, to shop. And the fact that my new head coach, as well as 90% of my new teammates were of this belief, playing on Sunday, even in a championship game, was not going to happen. Y'all, I'm pretty sure I cried about it. I'm pretty sure once I got home, I had a talk with my parents about it. As a 15-year-old, I could not comprehend forfeiting a game, like, ever. Now? Oh, I would still play in the game. (laughs) But the respect and near admiration I have for the discipline of certain people in their faith walk is on another level. And I recognize it as that. One of the most common questions I get asked is, how can I seriously be that consistent with reading my Bible every morning? Well, I set up intentionally scheduled time with the Lord. I purposefully and intentionally make him my first in the morning. And through years of creating and building that habit, it's now a non-negotiable in my lifestyle for me. If there were a 6 a.m. spin class a friend invited me to, I would either wake up at 5 to have time with God first, or I would say no and offer maybe a 9.15 a.m. option. If I'm traveling with a friend, I'll either wake up early and spend time with God, usually quietly in the bathroom while they sleep, or take my Bible and journal to the coffee shop with us while they have their morning coffee and work time. Yes, it takes time. Yes, it takes effort. Every relationship does. You already know this, so I don't know why you think your relationship with God should be any easier or any different or perfect and like, oh, he's always with me. He's so loving and forgiving and so gracious and kind and merciful. This is great. I come to him whenever I need. Well, you can totally keep going like that. 
But I truly believe there is so much more that God wants for each of us, and He wants us to be able to experience all of Him. And in order to do that, we need to know Him more. Look, I don't mention this in my episodes all the time, but I'm actually going to take the time right now to tell you a little bit about my signature course. How to Consistently Build Your Bible Time is all about this. I finally, in 2017, came to read my Bible every single day. Now, keep in mind, this was years after I had already graduated with a second degree from Bible school and had worked for a church full-time and been in church and thought I was doing all the things with devotionals and books and worship music and I thought my relationship with God was on fire. But when I finally started to spend consistent time with Him, in His Word, every day, that's when my life really began to change. That's when I really began to grow. How to consistently build your Bible time isn't about a checklist and a reading plan. It's actually all about you and God and scientifically proven habit building techniques and strategies. I've helped people create habits for decades as a coach and a trainer. I put those same strategies into my relationship with God and here I am. In just six weeks, this course takes you from the willy-nilly Bible time questions and insecurity to confidently spending consistent time with God in His Word every day, applying and understanding it. You can head to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com if you're interested in more details about that. Why am I sharing this? Because I really believe so often, like almost always, it's not that we don't know how. It's not that we don't know what to do. It's not even that we don't want to. It's that we haven't created the habit to do it consistently. And this right here is going to be the same thing with rest, with intentionally scheduled rest. My high school friends, they were raised and had clearly created the habit of resting on Sundays no matter what. It was their lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying you have to rest on Sundays. I'm not saying that at all. But where can you intentionally schedule rest into your week? Remembering the kind of rest we're talking about here. Don't you go scheduling in a nap and calling it your rest. Remember, I'm challenging you and helping you grow in your relationship with God and honestly with yourself and your daily life, which will affect your family, your work, everyone around you, and your whole outlook, to be honest. I'm challenging you and myself to intentionally schedule the kind of rest God did. Rest to reflect, rest to see and experience joy, rest to celebrate, rest to take a breath and look at what you've done, what God has done in you, for you, through you, and say, wow, that is good. In fact, it's very good. That's the kind of rest I'm talking about. Okay, before I head into the second point, let me just share with you some of the ways you can actually add in this intentionally scheduled rest with the Lord. Well, can you give him a day? Can you give him a morning? Can you unplug from social media for an entire day and focus on him reflecting on his goodness? Can you tell your family and friends that a certain day of the week is off limits to whatever it is that keeps you going and going and going and going and not resting and reflecting, resting and celebrating, resting and seeking the Lord? You know, one time I spent nearly six months, I'd say, letting my family and friends know that on Sundays I turned my phone off. Now, that was back in 2008, but I remember wanting to grow deeper in my relationship with God and take a day to just be quiet with Him. I had to turn my phone all the way off because if I left it on and just on silent, I would still be curious about who had called and messaged, you know? Like, we know ourselves, right? (laughs) You know yourself. So what is it? What can you commit to? Knowing that it's going to take some discipline too. You know what happens when we create a habit and work toward doing that thing consistently? 
we experience growth. We experience change. We experience what was intended for us to experience. Sure, it may seem like an inconvenience to um, you at first. Oh, you selfish person, you. I'm just kidding. Or am I? Look, do you need to have a sit down with the Lord? Or do you need to give him the mic and um, just sit for a second yourself? Because if you're just, God bless me, give me more focus. I believe for healing. I'm trusting your process. I worship you. I stand on your promises. Use me, Lord. Bless me to be a blessing. Lord, 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 you're missing out. Because here's what happens if you never rest. And again, rest like God rested. Rest to reflect, to celebrate, to look at all he has done and say, it is good. It is very good. If you don't rest like that with him, chances are he has answered your prayer, he has provided, and you've given him a quick fist bump followed by a thank you with a comma after it or a semicolon. Thank you, but when will you do this other thing? Thank you, Lord, I still need this. God rested and reflected on all he had created and said it is good. Okay, I have to keep it moving. So far, everything I brought up was about rest that is intentionally scheduled. Now I want to give you another option, another idea, another strategy. Rest that is intentionally sporadic. Sporadic. What a good word, right? Remind you of the movie Clueless? You know, I swear my age and generation always get into every episode somehow, but that's how my mind works and I'll take it. But this is the truth. We can rest intentionally sporadically. Let me explain my thought process on this one. It's like calling a timeout. Now, you're going to have to stick with me through these analogies, but I really pray they become as real to you as they have become to me in the past couple weeks. Okay, when I say time out, you're either like me and you're into sports, or you're picturing your toddler on the stool in the corner while you set the timer on the microwave for the amount of minutes as their age, right? Isn't that how it's supposed to go? As I was thinking through and praying through how to share more about rest, I actually love that we can do it sporadically, yet intentionally. Like I said earlier, this isn't about taking a nap. It's about rest in order to reflect, to celebrate, to recognize, to give glory to God and see that it is good so that you can say it is good. So I was thinking about a timeout. Sometimes I need to call a timeout in the middle of my day. I need some intentional time with the coach. I need to sit, take a breather, look at what has happened, reflect, listen, come together, and then go back to the mission. Okay, let me go deeper. As an athlete, as a coach, rarely is a timeout called because you're tired. Now, I'll be honest, recovery is a benefit of a timeout, but that's not often the primary intent behind it. Stay with me here. Actually, before I jump into this, let me clarify. God is God. When God rested, he set the example. That rhythm I spoke about in the previous episode, there was no enemy at that time. Not that any enemy could ever stand any type of chance against our God. But just so we're clear on our limitations as people versus God's infinite power and wisdom and grace and mercy and love and kindness. And whenever I start listing some of the qualities of God, I feel like I can't just stop after one or two. Anyway, our days look different now, but he is the same God. His rhythm is set the same. Okay, obviously I'm picturing a basketball game, so go with me there if you can. There are many different reasons a timeout is called. One reason, things are getting a little out of hand. The opposition is going on a run and you need to gather your team and have a chat. You come to the huddle, sit down, grab your water, and intentionally listen to your coach. The coach will most likely recap what's been going on. The coach will reinforce what's working and send you off with a plan, with confidence, and with encouragement to keep going. There's no talk about losing the game. 
You just need to stop the run. Oh, and usually in this type of timeout, there's not even a new play called. The timeout was simply to stop the run of the opponent and instill confidence in your team. You're in the office and your boss is getting to you. You see the stack of work on your desk and you just received an email with more thrown on your plate. The overwhelm and almost panic is starting to set in. Call a timeout. Intentionally sit, take a breather, recap what has been going well, because let's be honest, those thoughts of this whole day being completely ruined because of these two conversations is not the truth. Listen for instruction from the Lord, receive his encouragement, pull from his confidence, stand on his truth, and then get back to the paperwork. All right, so sometimes a timeout is called because things are getting a little out of hand. Oh, and let me say this, the coach doesn't wait until you're down 20 before they stop the bleeding. So don't you wait either. All right, the second reason a timeout is called is to strategize when you have the ball. See, you may already be winning, but this situation calls for a breather and a specific play. And no matter how many plays you've gone over in practice and know to call, the coach always has more up their sleeve. The coach always has the creative ability to draw up something fresh. And with their plan comes confidence and energy from you. Things are going well for you. You've just earned the promotion. Life at home is great. Your family has found a rhythm and a flow and you just feel like you're in a good place. Hashtag winning. Although you're ahead already, new opportunities will still come. And when they present themselves, call a timeout. God has a special strategy. God has a plan. God has a purpose. He has a plan you didn't even think of. A plan you've never seen before. That time with him to reflect, to celebrate, and to receive afresh can take you beyond what you imagined. Don't forget to call timeout. A third reason a timeout is called is to sub in another player. Sometimes the teams don't even go to the huddle. They literally just use an entire timeout to sub in a player. Do you know that even every good idea and plan that glorifies God is not for you to complete? Do you know that just because you have the skills and the talents and the world has told you you're good at something, do you know that doesn't mean that it's what God has for you to do in this season? Do you remember in the Bible that David wanted to build a temple? The temple, the temple of the Lord. Yet God told him no and that it was for Solomon to build. Look, not everything is for you to do, but if you don't call a timeout and sub in someone else whom the coach has hand-selected for that particular position and that particular play, then you're the one messing up. Call a timeout so that you can receive the coach's plan. Are there more reasons to call a timeout? Oh, there are plenty and my mind went all the way with the basketball scenarios, obviously, but I'll only share two more with you. A fourth reason a timeout is called is to ice the shooter. Now, if you don't know what this means, check this out. When a player from the opposite team is shooting two free throws, you can call a timeout before their last free throw to try to disrupt their rhythm. It's called icing the shooter. So if it's a close game and you fouled and you have the opportunity, you may want to call a timeout and try to ice the shooter. Sometimes you're going to find yourself in a situation where you feel like opposition is coming at you and you're starting to get discouraged. Heck, maybe you're even the one who made the mistake and committed the foul and you got yourself into this situation. But let me tell you, all hope is not lost. Call a timeout. Go to God. Catch your breath. Recap the play, but don't dwell on it. Your mindset has to look forward. Receive his encouragement, then continue on with his game plan. Okay, the fifth and final reason to call a timeout that I'm going to share with you today is this, to recognize the achievement and allow others to celebrate you. You've maybe seen this before. Yes, it's a timeout for substitution, but the intent and purpose is so that the achievement of the player coming out can be recognized and celebrated. Let the fans give them a standing ovation. 
There will always be another task, another item on the to-do list, another game. But don't forget to call a timeout for the sole purpose to celebrate, to let others recognize all that God has done in you, for you, and through you. There are new levels coming. Take a rest and celebrate. Ugh, I could keep going, but I'll let you think of your own reasons for timeouts and apply them in your life and relationship with God, in your time with Him, in your rest. And let me just clarify this point too, because often with timeouts, we think it's just a short little moment. And it can be. God can work in a 20-second timeout, but He is also effective in a full timeout. Whether your intentionally sporadic rest timeout is your one-hour lunch break to sit outside or is a weekend away alone with your Bible and journal, God is the most effective coach you could ever have. Oh, and one more thing, just because this is too good not to mention. Do you know what happens in an NBA basketball game the first time the whistle blows and there's a dead ball after the clock goes under 6.59 and under 2.59? A mandatory timeout mandatory, intentionally scheduled. Whether it's needed or not, it's mandatory. But you know what the best part is? Because the mandatory TV timeouts are intentionally scheduled, often you don't even need to use one of your other timeouts because you're conditioned for the ones that are already scheduled at the same time every single game. So do you need to call some timeouts? Do you need to set some mandatory timeouts? I know I do. And you know what else is so amazing about God? He's a no-limit God. There will be no Chris Webber calling a timeout that you don't have penalizing your team and costing you the national championship moments. God is unlimited. He delights in your timeouts, both intentionally scheduled and intentionally sporadic. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.